Welcome to another podcast by Guns and Yellow Ribbons. Follow us on Facebook at Guns and Yellow Ribbons and Twitter at Guns and Ribbons. Enjoy the show. Welcome to another episode of Guns and Yellow Ribbons. Tonight I'm joined by Big Steve and Scunny Mike. We're going to preview the Newcastle game, do the Guna debate, talk about the Arsenal ladies and much, much more. Remember, this is an Arsenal podcast by Arsenal fans for Arsenal fans. We really do hope you enjoy it. If you do, like and share us. Follow us on Facebook at Guns and Yellow Ribbons and Twitter at Guns and Ribbons. And remember to rate and review us too. Evening, lads. Um, I've got Big Steve with me and we've got Scunny Mike. We always have to have a mic on because, um, as we know, Boston Ozel, um, he's taking a trip to Mexico and he's, he's, he's staying there for maybe a week or two. So hopefully we'll have him back soon. Enjoy the sunshine, Boston. Um, how are we doing, Steve? Yeah, good. Good. Cheers for having me back. Yes, no problem. No problem. Mike, how are you? All good, my and my friend. Great, great. Any of you been watching? Um, well, first of all, I'd like to thank everyone who's been listening. Our figures are, are creeping up and up and up um, each week. Um, so we really thank you. This is episode uh, 36, I think, and it's the fifth of the season. Obviously, we did have uh, our half hour one, uh, which I've done with uh, Johnny from the North Bank. I hope uh, people uh, liked and listened to the to that one we're going to try and do some more of those and try to do something like meet the gooners and trying to get to know a little bit more about uh the 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 people who take part on on these podcasts um and also maybe different topics and so on a bit like what we did with 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 johnny from the north bank uh last week um so league of nations guys anybody watch any of it no (laughs) I didn't. Ireland lost four one twelve, so I don't know what we did in our other game. <laughs> I, th- I think I think Ireland won the other game actually. Did they? Yeah, I think. Mm. Without looking it up, I don't know. Yeah, well, all I knew was that Roy Keane was being a complete prick again. Oh, and nothing's changed. Yeah, and uh, there was a big uproar. Uh, Tony Cascarino was on was on Talk Sport talking about him, saying he's, uh, he was asked the question by Hawksby and Jacobs. Is uh, is Roy Keane's not a professional? And he actually said, "No, Roy Keane has never been a professional." So, which I since Saipan in uh, in two thousand. When was Japan and Korea? Was that two thousand and two? Um, I think it was. Since that World Cup, um, I've lost. I I didn't like him anyway with the Vieira sort of Keane thing, but I always had a, a thing because he was Irish. Um, but no, not for me. The Legends game. Good game, I thought. I mean... You watched it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was watching it at home. Didn't manage to make it up. But yeah, I, I thought it, I thought it was quite quite an exciting game for most parts. I mean, there wasn't many goals, but I think generally it was quite quite good to see. And what did you make of um, things like uh, David Seaman? Did you see he was named on the team sheet? Yeah, apparently um, apparently he pulled a, pulled a hamstring or something warming up. And that's why, that's why Jens came in. And we had Mike Dean as the referee. <sighs> yeah. For I fuck's d- sake. <laughs> Can't get rid of him. No. Uh, we're not allowed to use that word, but... Mm. Yes. Yeah. Let's, can we just say it for Manny? No. <laughs> no, Manny's on a yellow card from that already. So, yeah. Uh, Man- Manny is not with us tonight, is he? Manny. Manny's in the USFA. He went to New York City. Um, and now he's on... Where is he on his way to now, Mike? Uh, Pittsburgh and Columbia, I think he said. He's probably out of his face on, you know, herbal remedies and herbal teas and beer and stuff. Who knows? And just finishing up on the uh, the, the Lehman uh, situation, Lehman obviously stepped in for David Seaman. Lehman and Seaman are a poet. I don't even know it. What did you see when Rosicki stepped up to take that penalty? Um, uh, Jens went, no. Who? Steve, you watched it. Go on. Yeah, I I think I mean I, I saw some saw some clips afterwards, and Yend was saying he he thought that he couldn't take it because obviously he wasn't on the pitch at the end of the game. Um, I think Mike, Mike Dean would have scrubbed it off, wouldn't he? Because he had been substituted, I believe. Yeah, so so I don't know whether that was that was the case or whether Yend was just like actually no, I'm having this anyway. Um, yeah, I was I was a bit gutted that that Rosicky didn't didn't get up earlier, but then when I realised because I, I missed the end of the game. And switch back on for the penalties. I d- didn't realise he was off until after the after the game. So 
Yeah, I, I think I think knowing Mike Dean, he wouldn't wouldn't have let that slide. Yeah, I, yeah. just because it's Arsenal, he wouldn't have let that slide. Yeah, exactly, exactly, <laughs> exactly. I I didn't watch the game. I, I watched a couple of highlight clips. It was uh, one of those brownie point weekends. So where you come along and say, "Darling, it's international break. What do you want to do? We'll do anything you want. It doesn't matter. I won't let football get in the way." And she said. And she said, what, is Arsenal playing? I said, no, Arsenal aren't playing, but Ireland are, and you know, like, to watch my Ireland football. I said, but no, for you, darling. Yeah. Ba-ding. I was in a similar situation. <laughs> it's got, you need to get yeah. the brownie points. Unfortunately, I missed the Legends game, unfortunately. But um, one thing that I had questions was, is it right that Aladier played left back? Yes, he did. That's a bit of a weird switch. Maybe he's lost his legs, so he's not... Uh, uh, no, I think so. Did he even said- have legs? No, somebody said it was because the two centre backs. I can't remember who the centre backs were. I could probably get up the, the the lineup. I think it was Segan and somebody else. Steve, you watched it. You maybe Limpar. Is it Limpar? Uh, no, no Limpar was L- Limpar did was, play. Yeah, he did. Um, yeah, I don't actually know. And people were on Twitter slagging off. Oh, Arsenal legends, and they got Limpar playing. Uh, yeah, yeah. You I would have thought, wouldn't you? If out of all the people that were playing Aladier, we probably got the stick for that. Yeah, out of I, all I thought, of them. I thought Upson. I thought calling Matthew Upson an Arsenal—I mean, a, a, an Arsenal legend when he—I think he didn't even play thirty games, and then he was at yeah, West Ham for ages and yeah. Stoke, I think. I was—I was quite surprised he was. Did he go through the youth system? Though, didn't he did he? come I, through our youth system. Yeah. And he went out to Birmingham for a bit on loan, and he, 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 he did he did spend a good few years in and around Arsenal. He just never made it. A bit like Carl Jenkinson, he'll be back yeah. in twenty years' time as a legend. <laughs> yeah, probably. On He's the never bench. left, has he? So he must be something there. Hey, listen, Corporal Jenkinson is uh, one of my neighbours. He doesn't live too far away from me. So I I could probably not walk to his house. Well, I probably could, but yeah, he he's not too far away from me. He's just in. Um, I'll say the next village along, but I'm, I'm in suburbia, so he, he's in Chigwell. I'm in I'm in Loughton, so anybody who knows the area will, will know about that. So at the weekend, uh, we're back to football. We got a three o'clock kickoff, yes, um, which is great for the old tradition. It's shit if you want to watch it on uh, TV, because obviously none of us can watch it here in the UK on TV. We've got no means of watching it whatsoever, so it'll be a total media blackout my arse and the <laughs> the fa need to fucking cop their ideas on and just realize it won't stop me going for the football it won't stop all the lads who are going up um there's quite a big crew coming up uh, crowd of lads from around my area who are there's i think 10 or 15 of them who are heading up um and it won't stop them people people do like doing an away game and they also like going to home games if you if you can go you can go but what are we expecting so we're playing newcastle united um, who aren't doing that great. Um, they're under uh, Rafa Benitez, the Spanish waiter. Uh, and um, he's had no money over the summer. What are we expecting? Um, uh, Mike, you go first. This is so much easier having one mic, you know. It's been one mic for a while now. Yeah, it has. Bless him. <laughs> Uh, I'm expecting. I'm, I'm, I'm going out there. I'm going to say I'm expecting a win. Um, I don't think it's going to be a big, significant win, but I'm expecting a win. Um, if I was going to go down on score sheet, I'd probably say probably two-one win. Uh, I, I believe VAR's been trialed on that game as well. Yeah, VAR's been trialed on a number of three o'clock kick or all the three o'clock kickoffs this weekend. Yeah. Um, and I don't know if they're carrying on past there, but. Uh, Boston Mike did send me a link about it when uh, when it was reported on Sky. I think it's a good idea. They, they, no decisions will be altered by. Well, it's uh, just a decisions. trial, isn't it? So it's a trial. It's, it's, yeah. It needs to be done. It's it, it needs to be it's done. Meant, is it supposed to be implemented next season? Uh, that's oh, the talks early, of it. Yeah, that's the earliest it could be implemented. Yeah, that's correct. Um, mm. The only thing I like VAR in the World Cup. I like VAR VAR generally. I don't like this. We've done it to death before on on some previous podcasts. I don't like this stupid fucking screen at the side of the pitch. (laughs) Let's use what rugby do. You know, we're not all Neanderthal soccer hooligans or football hooligans who want to, you know, beat the shit out of each other and, and have a row if we see something that goes against what we want. 
uh, on the big screens. You know, we're going to say on the if you see it on the big screen for everyone to see, either you're going to see it as it's going to it's you look at it a bit more differently when you see it on screen because if you see it's a penalty or a, a foul, you can clearly see it's a penalty or a foul. If if the decision made otherwise, like against it, say no, 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 that's definitely a no penalty when it clearly was. And no one can see it. That's when people can. That's where people kick off. But if everyone can view it, it, it makes things so much easier. The fans get involved in it as well and think, yeah, yeah, fair play, it was a penalty, or fair play, it was a free kick. But I believe uh, Smudge is another one uh, who's who's always up for that, isn't he? Uh, Big Alan Smith for what, letting it, the fans view it. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, he 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 said that, and I, I would have thought. Most sensible people would 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 agree exactly what we said. I think, yeah, like you say, most critics and pundits and commentators alike would be more up for something like that because it get it gets everyone involved. It gets everyone to see what you're just doing. Think, and just think when you're down the pub or you're sitting at home watching match of the day or Sky Sports, and you go, "That's never a penalty," and then they show you a replay, and you go, mm, "Yeah, fair uh, play, yeah, yeah. <laughs> or maybe, maybe it was, yeah, yeah maybe yeah, it yeah, was, yeah, uh, yeah, but yeah. still, it shouldn't be there." <laughs> So um, it's a bit of a, a bit of a local derby. Well, not local derby. It's a, it's a little bit of a needle game normally for you in the sense that, uh, Steve, you uh, obviously a, a passionate Arsenal fan, but for family reasons, yeah. you, you've got a Sunderland connection. So you just yeah. like to see that Arsenal beat Newcastle. Yeah, I mean, regard, regardless of the Sunderland thing, obviously I want Arsenal to win always. and But it just... just I, Fucking hate Newcastle. Just don't like Newcastle. I mean, I'm getting a little bit of warmth to them in the rugby because they're playing well, and and I've never had a thing against them rugby wise. But football, fuck them, fuck the mags. <laughs> <laughs> um, I I I think we'll I think we'll win uh, win well. I think I think it'll either be three 0 or three one. Well, I'm gonna Not- ask you your prediction in a second, so uh, you can think about that one. Yeah. So go on. But I just, who, I just think. Oh, go on. Oh, sorry. I'm- yeah, I was gonna say. I just think the way that we've been playing. At the back and with check, you know, stats aside, he's not been great in my opinion. I think that with the form of some of their players, I th- going forward, I think we might we might concede. Uh, we well, we've conceded every game so far. Exactly. Would you would you change any of the lineup? And so I'll ask you this question: um, Would you change any of our lineup that we've we've done? Who and why? Uh, and then I will ask Mike the next question, which if you finish that one. Yeah, I, I would I would bring in Torreira if he's fit for Guendouzi. I'd bring in Leno for Czech and I'd bring in Lichtsteiner for, for Bellerin. I just okay. think I just think there seems to be more of a balance on the pitch with Xhaka and Torreira. You know, in the second half of most of our games, I think since since the Chelsea no, was what was the game that he got he got Xhaka got subbed off at half time? That was West Ham. That was West Ham. Um, so I mean, no, we, no, that was Guendouzi and it was Shaka and Torreira. Is that what you mean? Where there was, there were, they actually paired up quite well. Is that the one you're thinking of? Uh, yeah. Well, well I mean, it's happened a couple of times. I mean, Shaka came off at half time in one game. I think um, that was Chelsea. Right. Then the other two games, with other few games, I think Shaka and Torreira. There seems to be more of a balance. Torreira's winning the ball. Shaka's sort of playing between the lines and linking the linking the centre backs and and the midfield. I think if if we can start with Torreira and Xhaka, I think somewhere like Newcastle would be quite a good, you know, because they're not they're not a shit shit side. But I, th- I think you know they... what I, I've got a friend of mine uh, who's a Newcastle fan. I've got a couple of those, and uh, I've got a couple of friends. I mean, not not Newcastle mm. fans, but um, <laughs> they. Uh, they... Uh, I I heard an analogy. I, it, it may be in another podcast. Or it might have been on Talk Shite. Um, and somebody said they were talking about Rafa Benitez and how well he's done with the squad he's got and uh, the quality of players he's got. Uh, and it was it was a phone in. So they came along and they said um, that they said that um, they're effectively a very good Championship side, finishing mid table in the Premier League last season. And I, you know what? When I gave that analogy back to another Newcastle fan, he said, that's bang on. That's absolutely where they are. The, the quality of the players they have are championship quality and they're doing very well. Could you imagine if they had some money behind them and done something? They might actually win something. They won nothing since 1952. Mm, yeah, I mean, as a, the way they... I think the thing with Newcastle is it's definitely the way they play. I think if they've got 
if they've got it clicked on the pitch, then they tend to sort of get by. Um, I mean, their their back four are not you know are not fantastic. I think Yedlin's a decent player. Um, obviously, you got Shelv- Shelby in the middle, Yosalu or Hosalu um, up top seems to seem to look all right. So I think I think they've got some some sort of threat going forward. Um, but I just no, I, I think. I think really, I think we need to have a sort of dominant midfield as good as Gwendozi has been. I think give him a bit of a rest up there and and let's let's actually see Xhaka and Torreira from the start. I I actually agree with that, Mike. Um, do you have anything to add on there? Like, who would you see as like Newcastle's main threat? I, I know Steve stuck uh, um, touched on um, Shelby and stuff, and is he? he he causes a lot of problems in this game last season. Um, who? What? What's your? What's your making of um, it? I don't know. To be fair, it depends. I don't, I'm not too well known up on the Newcastle squad. I know there's. Is it Perez who plays there? He's quite a decent player. He to scored be against us. Yeah. Yeah, I think he's a good little player, but I think maybe they need to build a team around him. And uh, Shelby can. He can unlock a defence. Uh, on his day, unfortunately, he doesn't have many of those days. Uh, <laughs> you know what? He, he's, he's he, actually is, got... he is a he is a good player. I wouldn't say he's a great player or anything. He's, he's a decent player, not really good. He's a decent player, but he, he again, it's one of them things. Um, oh, other than that, I just they're gonna they're gonna score against us. I know that. Uh, I can see it coming the way our backline is playing. I can't see no one not. I can't see us coming out with a clean sheet. Very often, if not at all, during this season, uh, I, I do think it's going to be war of one of them seasons that we have to score more than what we concede. To We're going to have to games. do a Liverpool, basically. Yeah, uh, but I think that's that's coming with the time and obviously the new style of play um, for that. Okay. Um, okay. Yeah. No. 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 I, on on Shelby. Just m- m- moving on from there. On Shelby. Shelby actually, um, he should have gone to the World Cup. Uh, I I I've got some. I disagree with that. I'll I'm going to come out here and I I will actually disagree with that one. Um, I don't think he's good enough. Like I said, he's a decent player, but he's not an up there player. I just don't he, think he, he should. He have was gone. the go-to guy in the under 23s. Not that I watch much of the under 21s, under 23s in England. Um, I, I don't watch much yeah, of any maybe, of the unders. But... Maybe them, but you got to think as well, um, especially with these. I'd say younger players coming through at England now, um, and the the new style of play that Southgate's gotten playing. I just don't think he'd be suited for it. I think um, we needed him or Jack at the World Cup, or we England, whatever. I think Jack yeah, should have gone. Yeah, yeah, in in some respect, yes, I agree with with you with Wilshire. Um, but still, again, it was going to be very. It was going to be touch or go for him. Unfortunately, it was go. Uh, and I think that's down to his injuries and obviously with other things as well on top of that and the way other players were playing at the time. Um, you know, like, oh, oh, I'm not going to mention Spud's names, but there is a couple there that were playing, obviously, better football that season. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. you know what I mean? It's it's one of them things. It's either do you or don't you? Do you risk it? Do you don't risk it? And obviously, Southgate thought to himself he didn't want to take that risk with Jack. So It nearly paid off. It nearly paid off, didn't it? I think it will pay off with Jack. Uh, I watched him recently on um, a TV programme on Sky. Uh, he was saying he was gutted about him not going to the World Cup, but it's made him want to fight more to try and get his place back into the England team. Which is what so, I said previously about. Be- yeah, which is a be- it's the best mindset to take, isn't it, rather than, ah, fuck it, I'm not bothered. Well, that's, uh, what, that's why so. he's gone to West Ham, rather than so-called fighting for his place in a team that he was never going to get into at Arsenal. Well, we, I, we, I don't we, know. I we, think, <laughs> we've done at that Arsenal, one. Wow. Yeah, unfortunately, yeah, we have done that one. And I think at Arsenal now, looking at it starting this season, I think he probably would have got into the team at some point. Um, yeah, Europa League maybe again, but I think he needs first-team football. And yeah, you're right. Yeah. So that's yeah. Newcastle. What do we reckon on predictions, Mike? You said... Um, you said Two one. I'm going to go two one. Yeah, you'd gone to two one. Um, I have got predictions from uh, our missing uh, missing people, uh, which was Manny has gone uh, for two one as well, and uh, Boston Ozil just only because he's who in the league uh, he's gone for three uh, one both to Arsenal. Um, I'm going to go for. Uh, 
3-2 to Arsenal. Ooh. And uh, Steve, as our guest this week, because Mike's almost almost a resident at this rate, um, you can take the guest's one. What's your prediction? Yeah, I think 3-1. 3-1. 3-1 as well. Okay. Yeah. Okay. No worries. Right. Um, there's a couple of other things out there at the minute. Uh, just not necessarily directly um, relating to the men's football. We've got the ladies' football as well. Uh, so we've got um, the Arsenal ladies. Um, they went and started their season and hopefully... Good win, wasn't Some, it? Something what the men can emulate. Yeah. They got a 5-0 win against Liverpool. That was a great uh, which, win, that. Which is a good win, considering. Listen, I'm not going to profess I'm an expert on Arsenal Football Club. Never mind Arsenal ladies, but um, Chelsea and Man City were playing, who were also the other two top teams. Arsenal got beaten by Chelsea ladies um, in the FA Cup, I think, last season. So they drew nil nil. So it was it was really good for the ladies to um, to get that result. Uh, and they have uh, their next fixture. Is against Yeovil Town uh, on September 19th. I, I know they play West Ham then at Boreham Wood the, the week afterwards, and I know um, some people are, are looking to get together and uh, go to that game. I probably won't because uh, I'll probably be at the, the footballer. I don't know what I'm doing. But but Steve, you had a point on this, didn't you, about the, the ladies thing? Yeah, I, th- I mean, I've, I've seen a... Like a, a few people, sort of, whether it be on Twitter or other um, other Facebook Arsenal groups, and even on on the forum, I th- it just it just seems that whenever anyone tries to strike up a conversation about the women's football, there's there's always quite a few negative comments towards it, and sort of a lot of disinterest towards the women's, and you know, even some of the unders when people post about the unders, it's 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 just a little bit baffling, I think. In what respect? Um, you know, just people say, you know, oh, why are we talking about the ladies? You know, we're not interested or, you know, just like blatant comments. Just sort of just not, you know, oh, why are you posting that here? Or, you know, people moaning about the, you know, Arsenal tweet, you know, Arsenal's own Twitter page tweeting about the, the women's game or the unders game. And you see, you know, and I know a lot of them are probably not, you know, not what what people would say genuine fans, but just sort of moaning about, you know, moaning about other Arsenal news. It's like, but there is more than just the men's team. Nowadays, I actually agree with you. Okay, you go back 10... Well, I think Arsenal Ladies was started 31... 1987, Vic Akers started it. Um, mm. Joe Poulton and Dan uh, have started up Arsenal women's fans forum i think um on facebook so people if they, if you're into ladies football feel free to join on there with them and have a debate about that as well we do talk about it as well on arsenal fans forum but that's aside aside from there but um she gives a quite a, a detailed history like you know we won absolutely everything uh, as the ladies team but mm. the ladies football is on the up the unders football which you touched on the under 23s they're now getting into introduced into the checker trade uh is that what the checker yeah I, I looked at that when you mentioned i think it's the under 21s that are in the in the checker trade um yeah. but yeah i mean i think there's there's a lot because there's, there's other premier league uh like under 23s and under 21s that play in the like some of the lower competitions um and, and i've noticed as well whenever it, sort of the unders have been on arsenal player or other other teams have been playing the unders a lot of them are playing in the the main stadiums now whereas before they used to play at smaller grounds so i think i think everything is sort of on the on the up and i think with more and more money being invested in the you know in the first teams with football money and or sorry tv money and everything else i think the clubs are trying to invest more within the the sort of subsection so to speak and i think that helps I'll tell you what the next thing that's going to uh, like the unders football um I think with the checker trade hopefully will do good and will help with maybe like the England and some of the uh, home nation international mm. sides getting some of the kids in as well um but uh, another thing that's going to take off very soon is the futsal the like um uh, football salon uh, fo- football de salon which they play in brazil and it's it's indoor sort of football but for yeah. the kids um and i know the i i know a guy who runs 
South End's version of the Fussell team, and you have got a London one, which is oh, the name. Uh, oh, Jesus! I'll, I'll get the, I'll get the name and I'll bring it up in a minute. Um, but th- they are training the the South End guys are taking on um, the West Ham and the Colchester kids, like the academy kids, and they're playing Fussell. I know the Tottenham and the Arsenal kids are playing with. Look, what do you think about uh, the ladies, the unders, and I'll find out what um, what the name of this team is, uh, Mike. Go on. Uh, well, you just got to look at it this way. Um, the Arsenal ladies in the history have won 58 trophies. That's that's a lot in anyone's book, and I think that's the, probably the most honoured team in the UK, I, I believe, without, you know what I mean, I'm not too sure on that one. I'll probably be proven wrong by somebody at some point, but... That's a lot of honours there, just just by itself, throughout the years they've been playing. Uh, with the under-23s and the young, you know, in under-21s and under-18s and stuff, I think it it's going to do them good by playing more first-team-style football. Um, I, I was watching the debate with Tony Adams and Stuart Pearce, and he made, I think, he made a really good point, or... Uh, about it as well. I, I actually I don't know if it was them now. <laughs> Come to think of it, uh, no, no, it wasn't. It was the England. Um, oh, I can't. I know it was on the debate, but it wasn't Tony Adams. That was a different conversation. Um, but they was mentioning about these young players when he was back in sort of their day, and I, uh, who was on there? God, I can't bloody remember now. Who used? Who used to be in charge of Spuds after AVB? Can someone just... Does anyone know? Oh, um, wasn't it Sherwood? That's it, Tim Sherwood, yeah. He was on there. I shouldn't have known that, but he was an artist. <laughs> I know, <so>. yeah. <laughs> but um, he was. He made a really good comment about under-23s uh, and under-21s under and stuff, saying that when he was around playing, he was brought up straight away and he was made to play with... Uh, adults, as you would say, like the the older generation of footballers, and it, you know they make them, they made them learn really quickly. Where now they tend to be more pampered a bit. I, I'm going to say pampered. Uh, I don't want to, but I can't, I'm trying to think of another word to say. Uh, you know what I mean? Like brought up gradually rather than just thrown in, and not, not really learning the style of football and how they're going to react to these. Uh, things obviously there is the exceptions of a few players that get jumped straight in uh, like Mbappe I think he was he was really young when he started uh, Fabregas was really young when he started for us and obviously look how he turned out and look at look how Mbappe's turning out I think Neymar was another one as well who got chucked in at the deep end when he was in Brazil and then moved straight to Barcelona after that uh, so you, you, you can't mollycoddle these kids if they're if you feel they're good enough to play for your team, then they should be in the team. And if you've got the under-23 coaches badgering the manager or the head coach to play to play him, then really you should give him that opportunity to play him. I just I just don't really think... I think at the minute, in, especially in the UK, uh, like England, top English teams, don't tend to, you know what I mean, trust them enough to play, I think, maybe is the word. No, I get, I get that. And but the good thing was, um, you and I, Emery's allowed, uh, invited seven of the academy players, or the senior academy players, to now train with um, with, with the Arsenal first team, including Smith Rowe and a few others. Yeah, that's so, a good yeah, idea. You see, and I think I saw Enketia. I think he was training with the England squads. Yes, he did over this international break, which is good. It's good for him, and it's is it's a huge learning curve and. I like the under, you know. I mean, I do. I, I like to try and read up as much as I can, or try and watch as much as I can of our under twenty threes. I don't see much of the under twenty ones and the under eighteens, unfortunately. I can. I just try and get to the ones that are more closer to the first teams and watching Enketia play and Smith Rowe when he was at preseason. I think that was the first time I've really watched him, and it's like bloody hell. Give this, give these guys a chance. They, they deserve it. They need it, and. It's only going to benefit them, and it's going to benefit the team more by giving them them chances. Do you find, Mike, um, now that uh, you do this 
bit of podcast and obviously the, 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 we, we discuss football a lot on the forum and on, on various groups. I, I think with social media, anyway, people get more involved in football. I always like the football and, uh, and, and follow the football. But I find doing this now that you just, you watch fucking everything. You just need to know the information. I watch I watch football anyway. If 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 I'm in and I'm preferably if I'm on my own, for instance, or um, I've got chance to watch it, then I'll sling it. I'll just chuck it on, regardless of what game it is. I'll watch it just to see all the teams doing. Obviously, if it's a it's been you know I mean I prefer it if it was an Arsenal game or uh, like I say an Arsenal. Even I'd watch the Arsenal ladies if it was on TV more. But that we mentioned that in another podcast. Um, you know what I mean? Especially with the under twenty threes as well. Why can't they show these games? You know, it's well, Sky I think Sports I, I, and BT Sports have got that many channels now. Then surely they can throw something. Well, you like got that Liv- on. you got Liverpool. Uh, they got LFC TV or whatever it's oh, called. Oh yeah, there yeah. is them. Yeah. But my 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 colleague and friend uh, up up there, um, he watches and he can watch the under twenty threes. He can watch the youth academy players and they, they they film everything. Where we don't Arsenal player doesn't really cover a lot of it, does it? So it it, it does bits and bobs, but it's. I think it'd be better to have it on the TV than having to have it on your, you know what I mean, over, over on a laptop or something. I know it's easy to connect laptops and stuff to TVs now. No, I totally agree, totally agree. Everything I, like I, that, but I, I think I, people prefer it more if you've got the remote in your hand and just click it. <laughs> I, 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 I'm fine with like sitting, I've I got my desk here and I can sit and watch the game, but my my preference is to sit in the front room I got 65, with a beer. 65, me with a beer, uh, 65 yeah. inch TV, cold beer and watch it. Yeah, exactly. And it's, it's the way it should work. I think let's go to a quick break. And when we come back, we'll, um, we'll have our Gooner debate. We've got a, we've got a few questions in from people uh, on Facebook and Twitter. Uh, we've got some other questions that we've, uh, and d- discussion points that we talked about. We'll touch on a little bit more about just general football news. Um, and we'll be back to you in a second. Welcome to Guns and Yellow Ribbons. He is a fox in the box, a tapping merchant. An Arsenal podcast. And he did it brilliantly. He did the job that he was meant to do. By Arsenal fans. I don't like the idea of selling to a rival. For Arsenal fans. How can you wish for Arsenal to lose? This is your Arsenal podcast. He will score the ugly goals. He's class. Guns and Yellow Ribbons. Harry Kane got so good now, he's ready to go for a big pub. I've just seen the headline. Wow. Follow us on Facebook at Guns and Yellow Ribbons and Twitter at Guns and Ribbons. So, welcome back, everyone, to uh, Guns and Yellow Ribbons. Hope you enjoyed that little bit of uh, music interlude that we had there. Um, we got a little bit of news out there, and this is let's do the non-Arsenal stuff for a minute, and then we'll go into the Gooner debate. So, uh, we have uh, Monshuri, who used to be uh, in Red and White Holdings uh, with Usmanov. He's increased his share to, I think it's about 69% in Everton. You know, he's they're putting some investment into their club, aren't they? They've got a new coach in in Silva. They've got Richarlison, um, Uzmanov. He's put some investment. He he's paid for Finch Farm. Um, I wonder if the two of them will pair up and just buy the club out more or less in entirety, and then become another Man City or another Chelsea. What do you reckon, guys? Yeah, I think I think the fact that. I mean, there's quite a few clubs. I mean, you look at the money that, that Wolves and, and Fulham have spent as well in this window. I think teams like Everton, who are sort of much more established within the league and have had sort of, have got close to sort of top four competitions before and sort of being in that, being in and around. I think it makes sense for for outside investors to to take over those sort of clubs as opposed to try and build you know build a club like Wolves because I think a cl- the, I think taking over a club that's there or thereabouts is going to be easier than taking over a club like Arsenal or um you know or Chelsea now I because I think they already have their sort of a preconception of how they should be run and everybody else from from sort of top to bottom really? are already going to have their ideas I think yeah, I, I would I would say so, something like Everton. I think that a club like Everton, or you know, maybe like a Southampton or so, would would be a lot more open to sort of somebody else coming in and and completely shaking things up and and investing. Okay, okay, Mike, opinion? Yeah, I tend to agree with some of that. Um, if you look at Man City when they first got taken over, the one really a dominant side. There was more maybe 
you know, I mean, relegation, back to the championship, come back up again the season after sort of side. Obviously now, since I've been taken over, they're pretty much flying. So if you look at it that way, it's cheaper. In some respects, it's going to be cheaper for these billionaires to take over this club. And then the returns after that, if they throw money at it, and then obviously the returns after that with shirt sales and advertising and everything else that comes along with it, it's going to be more beneficial to them because they're going to get more return. I think the thing with Man City and uh, possibly Missouri at uh, Everton, and also if you look at Abramovich when he took over um, Chelsea, it's the passion. I I know, Mike, you've said you've watched, and I'm hoping to finish off the series tonight, um, uh, of the Man City um, Amazon thing. Mansoor... He had some passion about the club, and he had yeah. a, he had an ambition and a drive. Obviously, he wants to get to be the top and to be the best, and there's a bit of dick waving and stuff like that. But you know, that's I think you need somebody who who's willing to come along and say, like, we want to be the best. And uh, unfortunately, our illustrious leader owner is not as as good as on there. Yeah, just unfortunately for us, our owner owns other bloody sporting clubs, and I think that's a massive issue for us. And he shows lack of ambition there as well. Yeah, yeah. I think that's the biggest biggest problem. He's he's just in it solely for the money, not for not for any real interest. Which uh, where I'm hoping is if he does get to take over, I'd rather his son takes over yeah. Arsenal. Because he seems to be more ambitious towards winning rather than profit making. And and he see, I mean, the, the it's Cronky Junior. I forgot his name. Is it Josh? Josh Cronky. Yep. I mean, he's he's in the past. He's sort of been been at games, sort of like nothing games. I know he spent the year over here last year, didn't he? Um, he came over. He came over in March for three months to 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 work out how to sack Wenger. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> But I mean, he's turned up at other games before, like I think I've mentioned on Sky Sports. You know, he's been up in the director's box or whatever, and and so I, I think he he sort of has one eye on one eye with interest on the club. So I mean, I hope if if Stan does, you know, fully fully take over one hundred percent, I hope that Josh does more than Stan does, and I, I think he will. I think he will actually. And you're talking about with. Uh, one eye over a club that you've got one eye over Sunderland have dismissed the player yes God, this is going to be fun Papi Gilly Gillo Bodgy I think oh thank is. God for that G- I was G- just taking G-Lo-Bodgy. a big deep breath <laughs> what would you what, just just out of interest how was you going to pronounce oh, it oh uh, the Gillo Bodgy <laughs> yeah it's, it's J so just Gillo Gillo Bodgy Papi yeah Papi Happy Papi he, he was bought by Sunderland for eight million pounds yeah. from Chelsea. So David Moyes you know, masterclass. <laughs> and and uh, yeah, well, look, listen, he was at Chelsea. He would have been thought about quite 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 good. But it was more about the the thing that he was given leave of absence to stay an extended holiday over. Um, he was allowed to stay away right through July and not report yeah. for pre season. Um, and then he's reported late back from pre season. And a fat bastard. Uh, no, he was overweight and unfit. He failed all the fitness tests, mm. and they've dismissed his contract. I think brilliant. I think that's that, one. That's what Sunderland need to do, and two, that's what that's what teams need to do with, you know, with players who because player power has got too big at the minute. Don't you think? Yeah, absolutely. I th- I think it's you know it's it's happened before. I like not where a player's been completely dismissed, but where they've just completely sort of kept a player in the in the cold and i think i think yeah player power is and as well agents agents tend to grab clubs by the bollocks there was a great piece on talk sport today where paul can't remember his surname shelvy or shelvin um simon jordan and jim white were on talk sport i could only i was in and out of the car so i only heard some bits but it was really insightful, and the fact that Simon Jordan, being an ex uh, Crystal Palace owner, um, sitting and chatting and talking with a football agent who he didn't always get on with, uh, that was really interesting, and, and the influence that agents have over the game. I suppose the last thing in the news that we've got outside of Arsenal at the moment that did make me uh, giggle to a certain degree, only because he's a Spurs fan, a uh, Spurs player, um, and also been a little bit judgmental i suppose um i'm I'm quite pleased that 
a hefty fine, although it won't be huge to this guy. Um, Hugo Lloris, he's got a 20-month ban um, and a 50 grand fine, which is hefty in any man's terms. I know they earn a huge amount of money for drink driving, but he apparently the police, he... he uh, was driving slightly erratically. It was just a random stop because he was driving slightly erratically and looked like he, he might have touched, uh, got cu- close to some parked cars. And when he opened I think the he car, was driving fifteen mile an hour in a thirty zone. Uh, th- yeah, so yeah, it was. And when they opened the uh, when they got him to stop the car, uh, obviously slurred, but there there was vomit in this inside the car as well. So he's obviously chucked up at some point as well. But if that was me if or you, was a Spurs player. <laughs> if that was me or you, what would would we get away with twenty month ba- twenty month ban and I don't know five grand fine or something more relative? I don't know. I would be banged up. I don't know. I wouldn't like to go into it. Um, it's different. I mean, it's different for everyone depending on who you are, where you are, and what you do, and everything else. Um, I don't think there's there's no consistency in that sort of thing uh, without getting too much into it. No, 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 I agree, I agree. Go on, go on, it's Steve, almost, almost, Yeah, it's almost, um, was it last week that Mourinho uh, got uh, charged with, with fraud? Like, a huge amount of fraud? Allegedly. And he, yeah, and, you know, I think even some of the other Spanish, like, the fraud cases, like, if, if that was anybody else, they would be completely banged up. But because they've got money, it's... Well, there's a lot of stuff in... I think the from Spanish tax and stuff like that, where the way the contracts are written are, uh, I don't know, it's ways that you can try and reduce your tax liability and some of the governments are going, hang on a second now, and they're pulling up on that. Well, look at all that Lionel Messi saga. Uh, exactly, exactly. Listen, well, to go on a Mourinho, we did fall over at an airport. So oh, it, how funny it, was that? That was funny. That was funny. <laughs> <laughs> um, other things to, to look at is... Over the international break, uh, obviously, England played um, Switzerland and two Arsenal players uh, appeared in there. And um, this comes under the the, the heading on, on our agenda of any outstanding players or any results or games or anything that stood out to you. Now, I know, Mike, I, I, I was watching Bodyguard. I had it on, on catch-up. So, uh, there had was three meet- Arsenal players, by the way. Three Arsenal players. Go on, go on. Lichsteiner, Xhaka, and Welbeck. Of course. Come on, Fergus. Yeah, but I, I didn't watch the game. That's why I was handing it over to you. Go on. Well, we well, we was discussing. Well, we was discussing a little bit. I was I was posting things on our Facebook on Messenger, and I did mention all three of them. <laughs> you must have saw it. I told you I put you on mute. <laughs> and to be honest, I'm driving my car some days, and I tell you what, I all my hand goes numb with you and Manny talking to each other. Where I got an Apple Watch. On. <laughs> So Shaka, how good was he? How, how good he? How... Who's that? Shaka. Shaka. Um, I watched him in both games uh, that Switzerland played. I think they played Iceland first. I wanted to see how Shaka played because I know there's a lot of controversy between how he plays for us, how he plays for, and how he plays for his international duty. Now I watched both of the games. I'm not gonna put the guy down. He had two good games. Um, they weren't brilliant. He had two good games, but I do believe it was more down to the poor opposition. Iceland didn't play very well in their game. In my eyes, they didn't. I thought they were mediocre. Whereas England had nine changes from what their normal squad was. In And I know it was just a friendly rather than the that new league or whatever it is, which again... Nations League. Yeah, I ain't got a clue what all that is about, so whatever. Uh, I'm not getting in. I can't even get into it. I tried reading about it. <sighs> blew my mind after the first couple of paragraphs, and I thought, I can't be bothered with this. Uh, but yeah, um, and I know with, like I say, I know with the England game, it was more, it was a friendly. Uh, so I know England had nine changes. Uh, so again, it was, you know, I mean, England first half was not particularly great. Um, so Xhaka did have a bit more of the ball. He had, it, it was more down, it was more suited to Switzerland's style of play. I was more impressed to seeing Lichsteiner play. And I thought for a guy coming to his twilight years of his career now, I know there was talk about him retiring, but he soon squashed that. He said, there's no chance I've got a body of a 28 year old or 24, 28 year old. 
He said, "There's no way I'm retiring yet." I mean, he's, he's looked. He's looked. He hasn't looked like aging for the last few years. To be fair, no, he hadn't. I agree, and he looked good at Juventus. He still looked good mm. when he was playing at Juventus. But he had. I thought he had a brilliant game, and his crosses into the box, and his, uh, you know, I mean, he's moving forward because they were playing three five two. I think there were. Yeah, I, I think both teams I were playing three it. five two. Um, and he obviously he was playing as the. Let, uh, right wing back and he was pushing up the field he was pushing him you know what I mean running himself back and he he kept up with you know what I mean Rashford, there was one occasion said, he kept up with Rashford and that's there's a feat in itself listen we got Premier League football back at the weekend obviously we're playing um, Newcastle at three o'clock uh, games that stand out for me I I, I must admit um, oh by the way so uh, we don't um, before I move on again 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 and forget Ole Fus. Fustal Academy. That's the, uh, the the one that um, do all the uh, who who Arsenal, Tottenham, and and I think even Fulham um, are uh, using for their young academy players. But yeah, coming up at the weekend, we have Premier League football. We got Arsenal back at Newcastle, um, and we have some standout fixtures. We got Watford. Uh, the evening kickoff at Man United and Watford have been doing very well. Um, you got Man City, Fulham, Huddersfield Palace, Chelsea, Cardiff should smash them. Uh, Bournemouth, Leicester. Mm. But the one that stands out to me that I want to watch on Saturday, partly because it'll be a preamble to uh, watching the Arsenal game, is Spurs, Liverpool. What do you reckon? Should be a meaty game. Yeah, that's, that's going to either have plenty of goals or it's going to have plenty of physicality. I think. I just, I just, I mean, I hope that Liverpool win. Obviously, I can't see anything else but a Liverpool win. No, I can't. And and it would just be great. Would a draw not be good. Does but, it matter to does it Does it matter to us? Are we going to be up there? I don't think it's going to matter to us, to be honest with you. Um, not unless things is a Liverpool start win changing. better for us for getting maybe a top. I think forward. a Liverpool win would be better for us because they they're up there with Man City this season. They're, it's either going to be Liverpool or Man City, well, uh, which Chelsea I said before, Man City is going to win the league. <laughs> But uh, I can't see anything but a Liverpool win on there. But any, I, I just want to see Tottenham lose. I don't care who it's against. Yeah, I can't, yeah. I can't argue with you. Can't I hope argue they get with smashed. Any especially, other- especially I say at home, but it's not at their home, is it? Uh, no, they're homeless. <laughs> and Sunday we got what uh, the early kickoff, fucking Wolves versus Burnley. Yeah, that's that's a super Sunday. Yeah, yeah. And Everton, no, no, Everton, West Ham might be a good game. Yeah, and then especially got- West Ham needing a win now. Yes, they desperately do. They're in the shit, aren't they? So, and we got Southampton Brighton on on Monday night football. Hmm. I'll give that a miss. Yeah, we might do a, the thirty minute podca- podcast on Monday night. <laughs> Why not? Real fun. <laughs> so, we got some questions in from our listeners, uh, and uh, we got a couple of debate points. Some of the questions are from Steve, um, and some of the other little bits and pieces just stuff that's in the news before we go into the questions i don't know if any of you guys read that article about um santi cazola every time they stitched me up i leaked wow i i I saw that but i didn't get into didn't get into reading it but i was looking for it earlier on because i saw it was on the agenda and didn't Uh, couldn't find it 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 just got wrenching absolutely got wrenching i I feel for the guy he obviously he was uh he's a one hell of a player and it was just unfortunate for him that he had all these issues you know what i mean this issue Uh, so i do really feel for him and it it has affected his career but he's finally by the looks of things he's finally got that sorted out and he's trying to push on as much as he can before you know what I mean? He, he wants to retire. There was questions about people saying about the Arsenal, Arsenal medical team and that uh, people saying how good were uh, our, our best in Britain and stuff like that. Well, you could argue that, but didn't we have uh, Kim Carlstrom when he come on loan for unknown reasons why he come on loan? With a broken back. And he come with a broken back. <laughs> so, and we, we, and we had we had um, placenta man, RV, uh, RVP. Yeah, there's that. Uh, he was he spent a lot of time on the bench, didn't he? And then we got Ozil. He's linked to Fenerbahce. Bye. <laughs> I'll tell you what. Uh, he won't see out his contract. Definitely. No. Um, 
Whether he's got to go to Fenerbahce, I don't think Fenerbahce could afford him. Um, I can see if it's going to happen, we're going to sell him on what I would say the cheap. We're not going to get our money back for him. But I think the reasons why we're going to sell him, uh, by the looks of things, what I have been looking into today or what I've been reading, they're not well-known sources, uh, so to say, but there is talks of Ramsey actually eager to sign his new contract. Now, I don't know how far that's come. Again, they're not relatable or reliable sources, uh, but there is quite a lot of him. So I can see Ramsey getting his contract that he wants, and that would mean Ozil off our books with his stupid wages. Uh, yeah, and I think it would free up, free up cash for Ramsey. And yeah, I definitely. think, as I've uh, alluded to before, um, we can't have um, uh, Ramsey and, o- and Ozil in the, sa- in the same team. Bellerin, very briefly, we talked about him before, has come into some... Uh, some uh, he's talked out about a bit, some of the abuse he's getting from... F- from fans, you know, okay, these keyboard warrior pricks on on Twitter. It's embarrassing. And, yeah, but uh, I would never boo a fan. Sanchez, when he wanted to leave, um, there was people singing his song. I would, I wouldn't sing a song, but there's no, and there was other people who were trying to boo him. I still wouldn't boo him. You, you support if you're in red and white, uh, you support Arsenal, and that's it. Yeah, I get that, but I can I can understand with the Sanchez thing because of the way he was on the pitch and the way he was, no, but or still, reportedly he's, what he's, he was in the dressing he's room. Playing and an, uh, he's playing in an Arsenal shirt. I you agree with that. I can him. I can get to, yeah. I I wouldn't boo anyone if I was at the game. I wouldn't boo him. Uh, I wouldn't go. I wouldn't be the first person to go straight onto social media and do what people have been doing with Bellerin, which again I've said and I'm going to say again, it's embarrassing. Grow the fuck up for these people. Seriously, get a grip of your couldn't, lives. Couldn't have put it better myself. Um, gives your head a wobble, or at least bang it off the bloody wall or something to do the world a favour. Um, so let's let's look at the, the questions that we've got. We've got, a, we've got a question from Mark Thorpe, which we could probably touch on uh, quickly, is uh, what would you like to see coming in January? This almost, if we can't do this now, we might do it uh, another day. Uh, for him, he wants a, a centre-back and a winger as a, minu- a minimum. I think... Um, we've we've said we've said since we we're nearly a year old, and we'll do something special for our 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 year anniversary. But we've been saying about a, a winger for forever, centre back. I agree with him. I, uh, I do. You know, I mean, I, I'm not going to go out on say anything. I think looking at it now, Socrates needs time to get his English game together. Mustafi is well, is Mustafi, and we've all been very critical of him. <laughs> In the past, I just don't think he's going to get any better. And I just, unfortunately, I think he's going to get worse. Um, yes. Yeah, winger, wingers is 100%. Wing, wingers, definitely, definitely. And uh, Troy Reed, that was Mark Thorpe. Uh, Troy Reed asks, uh, top of um, a double question, he says, um, do you think the reason Gwendizi is playing out of his skin is because he's come from a lower league uh, and a lower level in that league? And he really appreciates his chance that he's been given. He goes on to expand that a bit further. And he said, I'm not saying that Aubameyang or Lacazette aren't as enthusiastic. Uh, Just saying um, that they've already been at big clubs before they arrived. So the novelty might have worn off um, by the time they got there. What what do you think? I, I think he's got a point. Yeah, I think he's got a point. I think I think we sort of brushed on this briefly when uh, Mike was saying about obviously the youth players if they get their chances they you know they're banging on and playing well for the unders if they get their chance they they really want to take it and they have more of a point to prove and I think with players like Aubameyang and Lacazette we paid fifty million or so for both of them is there much of a chance that you know the head coach or when it was Wenger is going to say oh well we spent all this money but no then you know they're not playing out of their skin so we're going to whack you know, Nketiah on for, you know, against Man City or Liverpool or whoever. So I think I think the younger players do try and play play more out of their skin. And I hope that Emery will give more of the younger players because that's who was renowned for before. Mike, yeah, so do I. Uh, opinion? Uh, my opinion would be, yeah, um, Gwendozi, yeah, he's playing out of his skin and he's, in all fairness, I think he's doing well. He's trying really hard. Yeah, he's he's got some mistakes in him, but that comes from him being young, he's new to the league, he's... 
you know, it's try it's trying and it, it's working out for him. He's playing really well. Um again, yeah, I'm gonna come back to something that I heard recently on so I can't remember what program it was, but with youth players, uh it comes across as would you rather sign a twenty, thirty million pound player when you could already have a twenty, thirty million pound player in your youth system? In the is Premier that League? player? Yeah, in, in any 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 case, yeah. So I'm, I'm just would saying want, for us, fans want people sign, but I yeah, think uh, yeah, if you find everybody a diamond, wants a sign and everyone wants a big signing, but if you've got that big signing already in your youth system, then why not play that person in your youth system? Look. I'm gonna go on a sp- I'm gonna go for a spud, um, but you got to look at it this way. Look at Harry Kane, and I, uh, you know, I mean, look how he has developed as a player, and he didn't cost Spurs fuck all, and people are talking about him now being worth hundred, hundred and fifty, two hundred million pound player. So you've got to look at it that way. Yes, you want that big signing, but is that big signing going to give your all compared to someone in your academy? No, and, and and that goes on to Steve was going to touch a point, and we were half uh, covered it and said, uh, "Does having big money players really help out?" Arsenal got us to the top four uh, with some shit squads. Uh, Leicester won the league um, with you know less, le- 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 less not an top- impressive squad. <laughs> yeah, that's the yeah. Thank you. Um, uh, would. And actually, funny enough, I, I didn't. I, I know I copied this into the agenda, but I, I actually had this discussion a point with somebody today about Pep Guardiola. Would he, with the squad we've got now, would he make us win the league? Would he make us win the Champions League? Uh, I don't think so. Uh, I, I don't know. It's it's one of them things where probably not would be my answer on there. Probably yeah, probably not. But. Can you know what I mean? Like you say, Arsene Wenger before got us into the top fours with some shocking squads. Um, Benny Yoon being in that team for one of them, um, and Shamak and everyone, <laughs> and a few others. Shamak and his hair, yeah. So, yes and no, maybe it's. I mean, it all depends on coming down to your manager, your head coach, and everything. And you know, what I mean, a few other, you know, there's there's lots of elements to that. Uh, then you look for at, me. like, Tony Adams comes along and he says, like, you know, are, 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 you mentioned this on the debate, um, are we attra- an attractive option anymore for a player? I think without Champions League, and you, you talked about Arsene Wenger and saying, you know, we said top four wasn't a trophy, but now nowadays we're desperate for top four again, and we think it was a, a great achievement. Are we an attractive option? I don't think we're a hugely attractive... I think we are an attractive option, but... Are we an attractive option to the elite? We're we're down the pecking order, um, like Tony Adams says. We're probably bottom half of the top ten teams that people would choose. Um, so I, I I watched that debate. I agree with what he said. Um, we're not as attractive as what we probably once were, um, but. You know, it's to and fro's, isn't it? It depends if that other team comes in and pays that X amount of dollars for that player. I was just about to say how much of that also comes down to money with us. I think if if we, you know, if we had really tried to go for Mbappe or, you know, let's say if we were going in for, you know, Neymar before he went to PSG, I think if we turned around and said, yeah, we're going to pay you what PSG are paying, I think, you know, we can be attractive to the elite, but we haven't got the finances to, well, we have, but we don't use the finances to get them. And I think that puts the elite off as well. Well, yeah, there's all that hoo-ha with Lamar, weren't there, as well, with that 90-odd million pound bid at the last minute. 92, yeah. Lamar, yeah. Which I think was more down to the fact that I don't, it knew, he, they knew it wasn't going to go through. No, yeah, well, I think that was I think, just to I think appease the fans. I think, yeah, I think we're in... Uh, we're a pawn in the transfer market mix that they come along and say, well, Arsenal will have them, and then all of a sudden PSG up their bit a bit further and everything else. See that um, Turia had uh, an ice pack on his bench uh, when he was on the bench at Uruguay, but some pictures I've been seeing on Twitter. Looks like he's back at training. Might explain why he's not getting a start. Might explain why if he doesn't start uh, against Newcastle. Interesting to see. Mm. Well, my argument with that is, is why the hell's he gone to play 
uh, internationals friendly. exactly uh, I would have when he's them. got an injury why I, why would you even risk it i 100 percent agree yeah. i would have come along and done uh, gigs at man united and just come along and said he's not available he's picked up a hip injury or he's got a tweak listen guys it's been really really good uh, a lot of content uh, not just all arsenal uh, we've covered we've covered arsenal uh, football club we've arsenal ladies we've touched on many many other things uh, really enjoyable i hope you enjoyed it thank you for yeah, joining yeah. us steve we'll have you back on again soon you yeah, know if we'll you keep... behave yourself properly and all like that you know? <laughs> yeah just, just what just before we go anyone that's listening that did vote for me on the kmfm thing oh yeah well done i won that so huge thank you to everybody out there that did did whack in a vote so congratulations yeah. the fact is you won yeah <laughs> up the arsenal Thanks for listening to Guns and Yellow Ribbons, an Arsenal podcast by Arsenal fans, for Arsenal fans. Follow us on Facebook at Guns and Yellow Ribbons or Twitter at Guns and Ribbons. And remember to rate and review us too.